By day, Chastity Young works in the customer service world. By night, she works as an inspirational speaker and motivator. She has really a message of body love and self-acceptance. Chastity Young was born with no limbs. This is her second shot. On Second Shot, we cover two new stories every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And at the heart of every one of these stories are people, just like you and me, who've had to overcome incredible odds, to face the greatest challenges, to struggle and fight back. But now, we're changing it up. In these episodes, we're skipping the headlines and going straight to the people that inspire us to grow, to be bold, seek change, and act courageously when the rest of the world may not. A second look, a second chance, a second shot. This is Second Shot Sit-Downs with your host, Jenny Anchando. Okay, Chastity, welcome. <laughs> I am so happy to have you here. We've talked so much on the phone and connected through social media, <laughs> so it's good to have you here in studio uh, to talk about this. So I said in the intro, you were born with no limbs. W- what is it that you were born with? What's the condition that you were born with? Uh, ironically, I just learned the condition that I was born with. Um, I am 32 years old, and uh-huh. I learned this year <laughs> that the technical medical term is tetramedia. And that just basically means uh, absence of extremities, limbs, um, and it can happen from for various different, you know, causes, but tetramedia is the term. Okay, and, and this, <laughs> this whole time you didn't know, but I didn't know. know. Yeah, yeah, you were just rocking it anyway. I was just rocking it. I just did, did yeah, someone asked what happened. I was born without hands. That's it. That was my response. I didn't know what it was, but yeah, yeah. now I know. So I told you ahead of time we were going to do these questions just to kind of get to know you. And the best way I know to get to know somebody is to find out who they are intrigued by. Okay. And so I want to know, and I want you to share with our Second Shot audience, who are the three people you, for three people living, you would like to meet? And I say living because I do this as a way for you to vocalize this in hopes that it will actually happen for you. Yes. So who are your top three? Yeah, so... I am a big fan of Ellen. I want to dance with her. That's it. Yes. So, Ellen. Ellen. I want to dance with her. I love her. I love her, how she gives back. I love how she loves herself, how she loves people. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a big fan of, um, I'm an Oprah fan. I love her books. I'm a part of her book club. Same. I love her story. Um, she's a positive um, role model and a positive image for you know, women for mm-hmm. women of color and what she's done for uh, for the community. Um, so I'm coming with you for to meet yes. both Ellen and Oprah. I'll be both. your sister or something. We're both yes, gonna yes, there. we're both going to be there, and I will definitely <laughs> dance. I can be your backup dancer. Okay, okay. I'm so I'm so fine with that. And the third person I would like to meet you. Most people probably don't know it, but oh. it's my favorite like musician. Like I'm I'm a big music lover. Okay, so I love Frankie Beverly. I it's don't a, know Frankie. Okay. Oh God! So what, what, kind of, what kind of music is it? It's like soul music, R and B, like the old school. So it's 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 all kind of music, but it's like feel good music. Like I remember growing up listening to him, yeah. and he's one of those artists that just turns any day into like a great day. And I just love him. 
He's like he's he's so he's, he's okay. Well, now, if I any of you him. guys know him, send this podcast I'm his to biggest him. Fan. Shoot it over to him on <laughs> iTunes so that he knows yes. that he's got Chazzy out here. You I know, am. waiting to hang out. <laughs> I've been to the concerts. I got all the songs. I know all the songs. I can go on stage to be a background singer. Yes. Whatever he wants me to do. I'm okay, there. perfect. Okay, good. Well, I know. I love that we've you know spoken out. You know, hopefully starting to manifest some positive meetings yes. happening in your life. And you know, I want to go back when when you and I were first talking. I was really struck by um, you kind of saying, you know, Jenny, I didn't necessarily know or really notice that anything was different. Talk mm-hmm. me, talk to me about that that point when you realized as a child yeah. that, that life was going to be a little bit different for you. Yeah. Um, I knew, so the idea of, of not knowing that I was different was I knew that I didn't have any hands. Okay. I knew that I was, you know, smaller than everyone else. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that that would mean that I would have restrictions or limitations or that there was this big world out there that wasn't made for me. Um, I was in a household of people who were very supportive. Um, They challenged a lot of things. They challenged me and allowed me to do things. So when I made it into the real world outside of, you know, the four walls of my home, um, I had a reality check. Um, that hit me in the face, like, you're, you're disabled. You can't do this. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was up until it was, I, I didn't understand that. I, How old were you? At I was time? probably, I was in the sixth grade. So I was probably about 12, okay. 12 years old. I had a dance competition. Mm-hmm. So I was very involved. I was a part of a dance team. <laughs> yeah, that is that is some, <laughs> some growth mindset parents that put you on a, yeah. a dance team. So I was very involved. I told my parents I wanted to do this dance team. I wanted to be a part of it. I did tryouts and um, I made it. And so we had a big competition and we went to Six Flags um, for the competition. Okay. And, and it was awesome. Like we we did well. Like I, I knew my steps. I was I was co-captain. Like I was really involved with this team. So in my head, you know, I'm like everyone else. So, you know, the the activity was just during the day but we had a full day where we didn't have to go to school so of course we had you know recreational time set aside so we're done you know with our uh competition and so it's time to be 12 year olds and enjoy the festivities and I was met that day with this disability and um I went to ride things and it was no she can't she can't go it was she can't do that. Why? She can't do this. Because of the height? It was, I think it was because of the height. I think that at that time, I mean, I'm pretty, as an adult, it may, I, I understand. I understand it. As an adult, it may have been, it may have been a liability thing. It may have been a height thing. But, but when you're 12, when you're 12, all your classmates are going, <laughs> y'all just competed in the dance competition. Yeah. So when you're 12, you, you, it is a reminder that you're not like these girls. Mm-hmm. You've, Perform. You shared the stage. You shared this moment with these girls, and it felt like you were all in unison. But you get to this ride, and now you are an outsider because you watched them leave. You're watching them go and have fun. And every I, it was it was the first time where I was met with no chance. You can, you really can't do that because I never I, I didn't get that at home. I didn't get that. I didn't get no. You can't do that. Oh hey, try it. It was some things I couldn't probably couldn't do, but it wasn't no chastity. Don't even try I to see. do that. You were allowed to try and mm-hmm. figure like for example, for dance, how did you do that? How did you do the choreography? I did. I mean, we did. Yeah, you, da- <laughs> you danced. You did it. You <laughs> we used danced. your arms. And yeah. For people who are some of these people uh, you know, are watching the podcast mm-hmm. um on, on YouTube or it's premiering on Facebook. Some people are listening to it. Yeah. But for the people who are watching, you can see she's making hand gestures and everything yeah. like that. It's yeah. almost like you 
forget or, or yeah. don't even notice because of the way that you, you move um, mm-hmm. so fluidly. So what what happened after that after that big realization? Because that had to have been a really uh, in stark contrast mm-hmm. to your like life mm-hmm. previously. So uh, that day was I was I I remember being very sad. I think I cried the entire the rest of the day. I cried mm-hmm. the rest of the time. My coach she she had to you know console me the, the entire the rest of the time because I, I was so emotional behind it. I went home uh, to my mom and I I cried that entire day. Mm-hmm. I really was really sad. The next day I went back to school. Um, I was very mopey. Um, I was really sad. Like I did mm-hmm. not understand that. I didn't understand that this body that I was in that let that I was operating in betrayed me yesterday. Uh-huh. Like you betrayed me. I thought we yeah. were able to figure it out. I thought we could do everything, and you betrayed me. Um, and I didn't understand that. I, I didn't get it. So it was a, you know, a, a probably a day or two where I was really depressed about it and I didn't understand why I couldn't even try to do it. What what were the, what was the process after that? Mm-hmm. Because I, I think for most people in the situation, they're going to go through that, right? right. They're going to go through a body betrayal. I think it, it's actually quite fascinating that it wasn't until that age mm-hmm. that you had such this positive outlook for so long and your family did and those surrounding you. What were the days like after that? And how did you come back to a place of self-acceptance mm-hmm. and appreciating this body that you have? Mm-hmm. Um, so that time frame, it, it felt long. Mm-hmm. It felt like it probably lasted a month or two. I'm but sure. <laughs> At age 12, I mean, things yeah. are a big... Yeah. That day felt like an eternity. It really did. It felt like a very long day. Um, the day afterwards felt long, but my mom and my dad were very strong and and were very um, out front with me or very open with me and transparent. And okay. they kept they kept it real with me. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this is this is where we are. This is what it is. It's always been this way, you know. It's always been this way, and they just had to let me know, like, and else in in these four walls. We got you. We mm-hmm. know we're going to let you try, but it's not going to always happen that way. And we had the conversation about there are going to be some things, Chastity, you can't do. Right. <laughs> we had right. the can't do conversation. And um, it was more so about you've lived 12 years and you've been doing all these great things and getting to this point and saying and, and now becoming depressed and now rejecting this person. It didn't seem like for my parents that we're not going to let you go do that. Like you've done so many great things. You're on this dance team. You uh, right. we, we were in this competition. What do you What do you sad? What do you uh, suppressed about? So it was more so just redirecting. Okay, you know, redirecting that and to not focusing on what you can't yeah. do. Let's go back and say, well, look at what you've done. You had you were able to compete. So it was just re bringing it back and saying, okay, yes, this is what it is. But you've done a lot of great things in this body. This so, body didn't betray you. So you guys, that's the big lesson we can learn. Us adults can learn from 12 year old chastity <laughs> yeah. is um, the, the redirections because while me, we may not be in your exact situation, mm-hmm. most people listening will not be. Right. Uh, we've all been in the position where we've seen the things we can't do and we focus so hard on it. Mm-hmm. We focus so hard on the things we can't do and it can be really gripping and really halt progress. So it's like what, 12-year-old Chastity did was reframe, and your parents, and mm-hmm. you say credit to your family too, yes. reframe, look at what you can do. Mm-hmm. 
And so is that sort of the method that you've used the rest of your life? You that know, the was, next? That's the method I've been using since mm-hmm. then. It was just reframing. And it was, I, I felt like for a, a long time, maybe I lived in this world that was my world, but not necessarily a full real world. And I had to understand that it's okay to not do everything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do everything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to prove anything. Um, and I think that's what, you know, I spent time doing, wanting to prove like, I can do it. I can do that. And sometimes you put your, you can put yourself in danger. Sure. I, they would have put me on that, that roller coaster. That would have been horrible. Right. I was not tall enough. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I was not tall enough. Right. I, I, that was just what it was. I wasn't tall, I wasn't tall enough to, to be on and now that you, roller coaster. At 32, 32, you I'm it. not yeah. getting on the roller yeah. coaster. Yeah, like, yeah. You I just want to go eat turkey legs at six flags now. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Isn't that what everybody wants to do? <laughs> just turkey legs and funnel cakes. I don't have to get on the rides. I'm fine. Right. And that's what that was. It was, you know, it was, you, you're just, you're not tall enough. You can't, there are going to be some things you can't do. And it, I, we had that conversation. Sure. Uh, we have, oh, by the way, we have producer Matt here, who I failed to introduce off the top. Hey, Matt, what's going on? That's all on? right. Uh, happy to be here. <laughs> We're happy to be here. We're happy to have you here, too. I'm just enjoying the show. Well, so I thought it was interesting. I wanted to bring Matt in, in for this, too, because we talk about the things you can do. Um, you came in here and got on this chair. Yeah. <laughs> You're yourself i mean the your mobility is pretty remarkable (laughs) right yeah um but the other thing i was thinking about too um matt with regard to having help and asking for help you know you obviously have you've said to me before gosh i do have the one thing that's frustrating is i have to have people drive me around matt here's a question for you when's the last time that you asked somebody for help something like can i get a ride or can you take me to this thing oh gosh you know it wasn't um, I, I would say it wasn't too long ago. I definitely, um, we had a car break down on us. And mm-hmm. so we were, uh, my wife was going out of town. And so I had to just start asking people. I was like, do you have anything I can borrow? Like, do you, like, do you have a car I could borrow for a couple of days or can you give me a ride? Um, so, but that was, you know, maybe six months ago, but yeah, you know, it, it's when you, when you say it that way, I realized prior to that, um, it, it, I don't go around saying, right. like, I, I, I need your, I, I, like, I need you to be with me. And, and it's a, it's, it really puts things in, I guess, into perspective for me. This is something I've been trying to work on personally, which is why I, I hung on to your words about asking people for help. And I want to hear how that's changed your relationships. You, mm-hmm. you one of your close friends is here with mm-hmm. you today. Mm-hmm. So how has that changed your relationships in the way that you do have to ask people for help a little bit more? Um, asking people for help is something I've always had to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a there is a part of my life that does still require some assistance as independent, um, as mobile mm-hmm. uh, that I am. There is still a percentage of me that needs help. Um, it's built a lot of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my closest relationships, you know, if, if sometimes it's like, oh, I don't want to be a burden, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't want to, you know, have people go out of their way. But my friends, um, with one of my close friends here, it was, it was, you know, I asked her. It was, yes, what time you got to be there? It's, it was never, you know, my friends always make me feel secure. Like, we got you. We mm-hmm. know we know you need us. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's like, let us help you. <laughs> right. And I think that that's like the thing. <laughs> like with the chair, you know. Like, like with when the she chair. Was, yeah, know, she's like, let she's, me. She's like, I'm always like. 
<laughs> like I when I we were talking to her and we were talking about I always did like this YOLO life. Like I'll just jump out of the I chair know. or like, jump stop. out of the car. And she's like, Hey, no. <laughs> we're gonna pull the chair closer, then you get out, or we're gonna do this. So oftentimes they're like, Chastity, let, let's help you. You can't right. just dive and jump and well, do things. And I think that's important because like I'll speak from my perspective. When I had yeah. when I had to go out and ask for help, it really didn't take me that long to find somebody that was like, Yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. I will I will help you. And I think we probably don't realize in our day-to-day life how many people are out there that we could depend on mm-hmm. if we if we needed to. Exactly. I mean, that's literally what friendships are made of. Exactly. The friend is not the person who goes to a concert with you. Exactly. That's easy. That does. I mean, that's fun. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, the friend is not the person that's like, oh sure, I'll go to a fancy dinner with you or, or some free tickets to something. Friendship. Yeah, is is based on relying on one another. Mm-hmm. And, and it really is, I'd just be willing to bet you have closer ties with your friends than most people. Yes. Um, yes. Because you've been able to bridge that. Yes. We're, my, my friendships are very uh, strong and very genuine. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate the fact that my friendships weren't built on the, oh, my friend got a disability. Like we have lots of things in common, yeah. me and my friends. A lot of our relationship were just because we like the same things or we, you know, did the same things. We went to the same places and it, it was never about being friends because we feel sorry or being friends because we pity you. It was, you're cool. We like to be around you. Yes, we have fun. Of course. Um, and so it that, in a sense, makes my friendships very strong because it's rooted in something that's really tight and I, I would feel sorry for you. So when it's, we need help, it's, yes. We right. got you. <laughs> I love that. I, I I just, I think that's a strong message that all of us can learn from. Okay. The other thing I want to talk to Chastity about is her pro-glam lifestyle, her career. <laughs> the way this woman has just been such a boss in her career is really impressive. So we are going to talk about that in the second segment of Second Shot. <laughs> Really quick break to tell you guys about, and we have been so pumped about this, our new sponsor of the Second Shot podcast. It is myllc.com. So Heath actually introduced me to this company uh, a long time ago because he's been using them for everything. Every time he puts together a new business, he goes there, gets the LLC set up. They send back a little portfolio with everything done. It's legally savvy, legally sound, and put together for you. So if you're somebody who's sort of like thinks that that's the daunting part of a business, which for me, it always has been, myllc.com is for real where you want to go. And they're also hooking you guys up with a deal. So write it down. Maybe you're not starting a business today, but maybe you're getting inspired by the interviews. It is this 99MyLLC, which gives you $99 off of a new corporation or LLC. I will also tell you, we definitely price checked before doing this. It is for sure the most affordable option. Heath and I have been using them for years and years. We just adore this company. So myllc.com, and again, the code for $99 off is 99myllc. So in the last segment, we talked a little bit about really the, the, one, the one thing that it seems like you need help with is pretty much just transportation. Aside from that, you guys, she's doing it all on her own. And, you know, you're keeping this full-time job that you, you've you always worked, right? Let's yes. talk about your career and, and what you do. Yes. Um. So by day, um, <laughs> I do work in the customer support uh, field. Um, I work from home, uh-huh. which is 
one of the um, greatest things that could ever happen in the, the job field. Um, because it, I always, like I mentioned, I always wanted to be independent. It was very important for me to be able to do as much as I could do on my own and to be able to support myself as much as possible. So work is something I wanted to do. When I, you know, graduated college, I went straight into it and wanted to get some experience working. Um, and most of my jobs have been customer service, and I've excelled in it very much so. And oftentimes my employers did not know about any type of disability. Um, I worked for a company, and we had a Christmas party. Uh-huh. So the Christmas party, I worked from home, so no one saw each other. Yeah, so, so it was had, like a virtual yeah, Christmas party? Yeah. No, it was a meetup. Oh, it was in person. Okay, gotcha. Part of, we, the job was virtual. Okay. But the Christmas party was a meetup. So I mean, at this company, I'm like, I'm a team lead. I'm like doing all these things. People are coming to me for Yeah, assistance. you're like excelling and moving I'm excelling, up in the ranks. I'm moving up, and they're yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm that girl at this yeah. company. So I go to the Christmas party, and everyone's like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? So the people I talk to on an everyday basis, they're like, what? <laughs> You're chastity. My boss, he was like floored. He was. I love Whoa. this so much. <laughs> you are the, you know, you, I'm like, it, and there were any accommodations. I'm, I'm, I'm excelling. I'm doing my job. I'm performing. I'm leading. And you have this disability that you didn't have to accommodate for me. You didn't have to do anything special for me. Right. You had to give me the opportunity. And you can, and you were actually performing, performing better. Performing better. Else. He's talked to me tons of times through like a chat. He's emailed me. He sent me, uh, you know, um, you know, letters or emails of thank you for, you know, you're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. And he'd walk right past me. I had no idea. When he came in. Well, let's talk about logistics. How, how, how do, how are you able to do your job? Mm-hmm. I think that's something that yeah. for you may seem super obvious because you've been working <laughs> right. the way you work for so long, but other people might wonder, gosh, well, how, how does she do it? Yeah. Um, so I, I use my, I use my, my, my limbs mm-hmm. like you would use your hands very yeah. quite much. Um, so I, I type, 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 type. Um, I have a headset okay. that allows, you know, when I'm receiving or if I'm taking calls for the day, I have a headset, but I'm typing, I'm sending emails. I navigate the mouse with my arm. It's very efficient for me. Um, and it's actually really fast paced for me too. Um, uh, with the job that I am, it's a fast paced job and I'm leading in every single metric. In every single area. So it- that's amazing. <laughs> Everyone listening needs to stop it with any excuses they have. <laughs> or make a way. Yeah. Or just yeah, just make a way. Make yeah. a way. Make a way to 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 do it. I, I if I, I I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. So it was all about finding a way to do it. And it goes back to just trying to do it. Like typing and those type of things, just trying to do and, and and doing it more often and more frequently, and you find yourself being quicker at it. Sure, and it becomes natural, and it and it did. Typing was is very natural for me, like all the time. When I'm type, when I'm texting on my phone, I'll notice people like, "What is she doing?" And I'm just moving. You just made it happen. Yeah, you just you, Chastity doesn't really take no for an answer. You know, it sounds like that's kind of the name of your game. And Matt, you just brought up a really good point during the the break that I wanted to be able mm-hmm. to touch on. Okay. Um, you yeah. were talking about just like employers and and looking at pools of talent. Well, yeah, I I, I brought it up because I had recently listened to uh, a podcast um, mm-hmm. and they were talking about the efforts made to get uh, they're called curb cuts, but it's the little ramps in the curb where if you're walking down the sidewalk, you can cross the street and get back up on the curb. And so for people in a wheelchair or something like that, um, it was a it was a very big deal to have these things start to be installed everywhere. 
And when you look at it now, you think, well, yeah, of course. I mean, how are you supposed to get up over a curb, um, especially, you know, back earlier when wheelchairs were a little bit more simple? Like, it makes sense. And so I, I'm, I'm curious if there's something in today's world that, you know, I don't know, 10 years from now, we'd look back on and be like, of course, we should have done this, that you can see as um, as something that would make your life easier, whether that be, you know, something in the, in the physical world or, or uh, you know, a mental change or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's a really awesome question. There are, there has been lots of changes publicly uh-huh. to accommodate people in wheelchairs. Accommodate people. I would say people in wheelchairs. There's, okay. there's ramps. There's doors that open. You know, with the button you push. There are elevators. Sure. Um, and there, things have definitely gotten better. I do think that you. A lot of time, people think of people with disabilities as People in a wheelchair. Okay. There are some people who are disabled. They're walking. Um, you know, there are people that are smaller. Mm-hmm. You know, I live in a world that's bigger than me. So, um, you know, those type of things, I guess, will come. Um, but more so for me, it's really important with me because I, with, in changing the social stigmas or changing the social assumptions of people with disabilities. Okay. So um, like employers realizing how yeah. hireable you are. How hireable? Yes, yeah. indeed. Um, there's there's this great talent pool of people with disabilities that are unemployed. I think it's at 20 million. Wow. It's a large group of people um, who are unemployed, you know, most of the time because of the disability or because of jobs thinking or having this assumption that I have to change the, the face of my company. I have to change how we do things. Um, and I have to accommodate this person. And it's going to cost a lot to accommodate this person. When there's so much research out there that says it doesn't. So it's a. I think there's a social and there's a stigma that people have attached to it because there's too much research saying that this is not true. Um, so it's important for me to, to show, you know, this side of people with disabilities or limitations as you know just a, highlight the things that you can bring to a company as I mentioned to you problem solving mm-hmm. I think it's the number one aspect of people who have a physical disability because you always are finding ways to work around something you're perpetual creative thinker always yeah. thinking critically yeah, yeah. it's always a critical thinking situation it's always a way to try to find how am I going to do that? So uh-huh. your brain is operating and it's moving, and typically most people are not. So you're not you're not thinking most times. You're if you don't are not met with this type of challenge, mm-hmm. you're thinking one way like, oh my god, I can't write. I don't have these hands. So my brain is like, okay, okay, I can do this. I can do that. Boom! Now I'm writing. I can put the pen up to my cheek. Lean down. I can write now. You know. So you're 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 thinking of multiple ways, and I think that brings so much benefit to a company. Because you're not boxed. Now you have four and five solutions to a problem. You yes. got options now. And is that not what every employer <laughs> wants? Is a pro- I mean, literally, <laughs> that's what every employer is looking for, is somebody that will find the workaround, that will make you know, make things happen, mm-hmm. which is obviously what you, you've done. Because I think it's safe to say a lot of people would look at you and think that you would not be able to type, much less be the top of your class, the top of your game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm really glad you bring up that point so that we can reframe. So we can look honestly at ourselves and think, yeah. would I be the person to think that just mm-hmm. by looking at her? Or would I at least ask? Mm-hmm. Would I at least find out? Would I at least entertain an interview with this person mm-hmm. to say, show me your stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, show, show me your stuff. 
Okay, transition now to talk about, you've got this kind of glamorous life going on here. <laughs> do I? Yes, you do. You do. I follow you on Instagram and I see it. Um, let's talk about the TV show that you were uh, featured on. Born Different. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so Born Different is a, um, it's a TV show, I mm-hmm. guess you call it, a digital uh, show that I absolutely love. I absolutely love. And I wish it was something that, you know, I could have had growing up. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely love that it's something that is available for me now, even as an adult. Because it has brought to me an an identity that I thought I was alone in, you know. Yeah. It seems crazy. Of course, you as a part, you probably don't, you know. As for me, it was I didn't see anything. Uh-huh. You're the only person that looks like you everywhere you go. You're that only. You're you're, you're always you're not that, relating to people on that physical level. You're not relating to people on that yeah. level. So born different, brought to you know brings all people across the globe with different physical our mental um just differences just yeah differences. Uh-huh. and i absolutely love it so i saw it <laughs> it's so funny how born different came into my life so it's so weird people on facebook <laughs> that know me uh-huh. if they see a video of someone missing a leg or arm i'm tagged so <laughs> i'm always tagged if it's a <laughs> like oh, i know that person <laughs> I don't have to tag me in every leg, leg part person without leg, but it was always these videos where look, Chastity. I'm like, oh, another person without a leg. You're like, what else do we have in common? <laughs> oh, okay, cool. but it was it was great. So, um, a cousin of mine, she was like, they need to like, why you need to be on this show? Like, you were awesome. They need to see you. And so, me and her, we tag team one night. Um, we found an email and we sent emails, and uh, they reached out to me a week later. Came out and filmed, and um, they're. The feedback was super, 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 super awesome. Um, it did about 30 million views wow. like the first week or two. And um, it was a really positive. And it was people all over the globe from, from you know, Africa to Japan to wow. Russia to Europe to Canada to the islands. There were people that were all over the world um, who were reaching out to me and who were, um, you know, just telling me how inspired they was. And like, oh, my gosh, like, you're you're awesome. And it was so amazing. But for me to just see people that look like me, it was, mm-hmm. I was like, there are so many of you. Where were you? Right. Where were you when Where, I was 12 years why old? Did we, at the, yeah. Why you did know, we protest at Six Flags that day? You guys weren't there. You left me by myself. Right. But um, it's really been awesome to be able to have a identity like that, where you can really see someone who can truly relate to you on that level, uh-huh. you know, then you don't feel like you're alone and you were alone um, when you thought you were. I'm so glad that that show exists and Ugh. that you've been able to spread your message that way. And it seems like that's also kind of leading to you being able to do other appearances mm-hmm. and, and speak to groups and, and stuff like that. Is that something that you see more of in your future? Yes, 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 yes. Um, speaking, uh, public speaking, motivational speaking, um, it's something I definitely have always been interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always wanted to be in front of people and I've always wanted to pour into people and to just show people um, just different ways to make things happen. Um, I've had people come up to me and, and you think that, and, you know, people put their own limitations on you. I never thought I was limited. Yeah. I really didn't because, of course, I didn't have these hands. Of course, I was smaller but I was doing things, so I felt like What's the big I didn't deal? need them. Yeah. You know, I felt like I'm, I'm writing, I'm, I'm eating by myself, mm-hmm. I'm bathing myself, I'm taking myself to the restroom, I'm working, I'm doing 
lots of different things and I, I felt like okay I'm not limited so people are putting limitations on me mm. it's I, I but I'm not limited and mm. I've had people come up to me and they'll say um I did an interview and I was talking about the disability and the guy he stopped and he said he was like I'm so offended because you don't know what you have yes you don't have these hands but you have so much that mm-hmm. people need you have will you have courage and I found myself like okay I can give. I, I, I can contribute yeah. to this Yeah, your, your brain power, the way that you think, Chastity, it, it is what is such a game changer for you. Or at least that's the obvious one to me. And mm-hmm. the thing that, like, like if we can all have a piece of that, mm-hmm. that's how we change. Mm-hmm. Because everybody has a perceived limitation, whether mm-hmm. it's um, from other people mm-hmm. or that they perceive themselves. But, the, but, but you don't perceive it mm-hmm. in you, mm-hmm. which is why you keep soaring. Exactly. It is. It's it's wonderful. It's remarkable. It's impressive and uh, makes everybody else get up off their behind (laughs) and go do something. Go be at the top of your game and show up at the Christmas party. Right. The Christmas party. Like, (laughs) how? Yes. Yes. Um, Me. Something else that you you speak a lot about body positivity, Mm -hmm. which is um, just a message that so many people can learn from. And I've noticed how (laughs) how much you you I want to pull up one of the. the post that you put on Instagram that really spoke to me. Okay. It says, this is a body hate free zone. Everybody is loved and celebrated here. Um, so what can other women learn from, from that message? Mm-hmm. What's, uh, you know, what's, what's the point in putting that out to the public? Um, there are so many expectations being a woman, even being a woman with a disability, you still are essentially a woman. And we, have so many um, expectations of what we're supposed to look like, Mm -hmm. how we're supposed to look that way, uh, what's beautiful, who can be beautiful, who can be desirable, um, what body type is sexy, which is not. You know, there's Mm -hmm. all these type of um, limits and expectations placed on, more importantly, uh, women, most most times. Sure. So yeah, I was talking true. to yeah. body positivity is really important for women. I know that men deal with it as well. Of course. But there's a lot of pressure for women um, with body positivity, and most importantly for you know people like myself to not to accept to accept it and own it. I made had to make a decision that this was my body. I'm. It's not changing. Um, as far as you know, I wasn't going to wake up one day and I'm five six and mm-hmm. have you know long legs and hands. This is what I'm. This is a person that I came to this world with. This is the body I came in this world with. This is the body I'm going to leave this world with. And it was really important for me to be able to express how I felt uh-huh. on the inside. I, I, I felt like I was. I felt beautiful. I felt like I could be sexy. I felt desirable. Yep. And it was important to me to have the freedom to express that. Mm-hmm. You know, not just to feel that way. But to say I have a I have a right to and I want it to be to express it. So I like to express, you know, to, I like to that own you express and express, yeah. you know, how you feel about yourself. That takes me a little bit to thinking about our conversation we had about dating. Oh, are you off limits? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I said, is anything off limits? And she said no. So I had to bring up dating. I said dating was off limits. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so are you um, single? Are you attached? Are you allowed to say? <laughs> I am. I'm single. Mm-hmm. Um, I I talk to someone, but I'm single. Okay. You know? Okay. But dating is um, it's one of those things I didn't put a lot of energy into because I didn't want, you know, you know, guys 
or just people in general, uh-huh. when you're when it's just different for you uh-huh. and you're okay with it. But again, we live in a world where we want to we need validation from other people. Mm-hmm. So like. I'm okay with you, Chad. Like you're cool, but mm-hmm. you know you worry too much about what other people think, and that can affect me. Okay, and you start to you know doubt yourself, and you start to question yourself. So if never, and I know you know sometimes you just have a preference. You might be a leg man. Sure. <laughs> You might, sure, okay. You which, might in which case, a, that's not the match. You maybe. might be like, you know, you have a preference. So yeah. it never is my idea to, you know, you got to date me. Don't, you know what I mean? Sure. It was at the end of the day, respect me as a woman, get to know me as a woman. And if we build and we grow beyond that, then cool. So it's been, I've been able to be fairly successful sometimes. I mean, that's what most of, that's all any of us can ask for in the dating world, you know. Yeah, that's not a different story for me. Fairly successful is all I ever was until I got married too. (laughs) Kind of successful. It's it's working, but, um, you know, it's, I just try to, you know, be myself and to let guys know that, you know, just to be yourself around me. Uh Don't be so fragile. Sometimes uh, guys be very fragile and want to handle me very lightly. Like, I'm a doll. I want to break her. So, you know, right. be, be yourself. I suspect once they get to know you, they <laughs> see your strength mm-hmm. and your, you know, and, and your confidence. Your confidence is unparalleled and um, the way that you know yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, gosh, getting to know yourself on that <laughs> level is something that I think is just so attractive mm-hmm. in, in so many ways. So, yeah. You've got it going on. You've got it going on in <laughs> Thank that way. You. One last thing we have to talk about is because again, this is from your Instagram, and I've just been like dying over your style and your outfits yes. and your glam and your makeup and stuff. <laughs> um, that seems to be so much a part of your personality yes. and your essence is just like your bold style. Yes, um, style and glam is a very large part of my confidence, mm-hmm. um, and that's just again being. A woman and seeing myself as for a woman first, you yep. know, not seeing this disability first. I'm a woman first. That's what it shows up. Chastity, young, female, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what it, I'm a woman first. And it, it, everyone wants to feel beautiful. You want to express that. So looking cute. I, I, my, I have a really glam mom. Like my mm-hmm. mom is a glam girl. So yeah. it was like, okay. Did you get it from her? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. she's a glam girl. So it was like, okay, well, we're going to make these, <laughs> these. This one make these little this little girl with these no arms look so cute. Yeah, that everybody's not gonna notice it because I'm like, okay, she's super mm-hmm. cute. Her hair's done, her makeup's done, or it's just something that I like to do. It's not necessarily something I try to do to prove anything. Or I to just detract. enjoy yeah. fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy beauty. Um, I like to get my hair done. I like to get my toes polished. Just just something I enjoy doing. You know, as a woman. Yeah. Naturally. And yeah. It, makes, it makes you feel good. When you look good, you you feel good. It's part of your personality. And I, and I just, <laughs> you know, there are just so many things about a person aside from the things that they can't do. And I, and I think that you're really just such an example of that um, and an inspiration for so many people. So <laughs> I do want to find out who inspires you. Who, yeah. who who do you look to? Is there a role model, model mm-hmm. or an example or somebody that you, that, who's live that you've followed? Yeah. Um. My inspirations, I have inspirations. I okay. have a group of inspirations. And um, there are people who are close to me. I have, my, mm-hmm. I have a very big support system. So I'm inspired. When I need motivation mm-hmm. or I need inspiration, I'm going to people who I can see, touch, and feel. So my family, yeah. um, I have a my, my brother, my sister, my mom, my dad are very supportive. Um, I have very supportive friends. Um, they always, you know, they keep me going and they always remind me 
of who I am or remind me of what I can do, what I've been able to do, remind me that, you know, we got you, remind me that you've inspired us. Like we, and, and, it, yeah. and, it, and it bounces back. You know, I, I think that inspirations need to be people you can see and you can go to, I can call you. Uh-huh. I, they, they need to be very relevant to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you, you, that's what we need. We need that closeness. So my inspirations are people that are right. That yeah. are around your relationship. My relationships mm-hmm. inspire me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. And Ellen. And Ellen, I mean, I just think the dancing has got to happen. <laughs> it has to. I want to get on that little white on the stage kind of situation. Oh, the chair sit next to her on the white chair. Like we don't ask for much, I don't Ellen. Ask for much, Ellen. Gosh, on. she's <laughs> so <don't> stingy. <laughs> she is. Like, okay, well, I can't wait till the day that that happens and we can talk um, about it I and know. I can be like, see, we manifested it. I'm always telling people, say out loud what you want. Say yes. out loud what you want. Say out you loud what you to. want. So, um, so we said it out loud today. Before we wrap up, I've got to finish up with our, you know, our standard go-to second shot questions. Okay. The first one of them being. If you got to choose, if you got to start all over and choose, would you choose that life be fair or unfair? Ah, would I choose that life be fair or unfair? It's a tough one, isn't it? It's a little it bit of a mind very, bender. Yeah, because it seems very, like, it's obvious. Like, yeah. like, clearly you want life to be fair. But I would I, like, I want life to be fair because mm-hmm. it places everyone on a level playing field. So anything that happened to you is because of the decision you've made or a decision oh. that you didn't make. So now you're accountable for what's happened. You can't blame any outside uh-huh. uh, limitations. You can't blame a disability. Mm-hmm. You can't blame anything but what you decided or did not decide to do. Oh, I like it. That's interesting. It's, hasn't it been interesting, Matt, to hear the different perspectives of what people say to this question? Yeah, it really has. Everybody has kind of like a different idea of what, what it should be. I think you're one of the few that has said that life life should be fair, but I like that. But the re- and it's always yeah. the reasoning, you right? Guys, if you're a hiring manager, I'm not the boss of anybody, so I don't get to hire anybody. <laughs> but if I was, I would be asking this in an interview because it shows yeah, you what somebody's fair. mindset is. It's very it's very interesting. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, okay, so now here's the final question, and I like to you know speak into existence. Maybe you being a published author or something like that. So let's do this. Say I'm going to give you a book deal. And the book is going to go out to everybody in the world who needs a second shot. The catch is the book is only one line. What is the one line of your book? What's the one thing that you're going to get into the hands of everybody who needs a quote unquote second shot? One liner. Don't diss my ability. Mm. Don't diss my ability. Don't diss my ability. Don't diss my ability. And everybody can use that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. We're going to go ahead and give it to everybody in the world. Yeah, then, that's because that's a good. In the world. Don't that's, diss my ability. It's, it, it says, don't take away what I can do. Mm-hmm. You know, don't yeah. take away what I can do. Oh, such a strong message for so many of us. Um, let everybody know where they can find yeah. you. So I am on all of social media, <laughs> but you can definitely find me on Facebook, uh, Chase, Chasing Chastity. Um, you can add me on Instagram, Chase and Chastity, YouTube page, Chase and Chastity. So it's very easy uh, to find me. Um, I'm always posting, um, you know, social media is is where I, I, I got a yeah. lot of my fan base at. Yeah. Um, so that's where you can find me. You can reach out to me. Um, you can message me, inbox me. I'm, I, I reply sometimes. <laughs> you cannot ask <laughs> me on busy. dates. Oh. 
people <laughs> sliding into her DMs. Yeah, as long as my asking me out on dates, I'm responding. <laughs> oh my gosh. Chastity, you're awesome. Don't you. diss my Don't ability. Diss my ability. You guys burn that into your heads. We have yes. got to have that as a part of our our, our mantras as yes. we're going through life. I so appreciate you. Thank um you. coming over here, hanging out, sharing all of this with us. Yes. I, I appreciate you. You're a rock star. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. This was fun. Oh, that's fun. <laughs>